police officers. They often get a bad rap, primarily because people, social media, and the news only highly publicize negative interactions. Officer David Dukes was fired and charged with felony assault and battery. Excessive force can never be an acceptable foundation for the policing of any community. Officer Kevin Perez kicked crud up several times and slammed his head to the ground. It's disappointing, after a year unlike any other, that we still discredit some of our bravest men and women. Enough is enough. It's time we stand up and back the blue. I am Kayla Blakesley, a local member of the media and radio personality. And I am Sophia Rosales-Catina, captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department. Together we are joining forces to bring you Unholstered. An in-depth look at all the stories, events, and topics that show how our officers serve and fight for our community every single day. When we saw the car up in flames. You know, we saw the two kids in the back unconscious. We knew that we had to get them out. And no topics are off limits. On that day, I participated in the defense of the United States Capitol from an armed mob. He's shooting at the cops right now. We're backing up. A sixth grade female student fired multiple rounds. Who are black people supposed to call Ghostbusters? When we have crime in our neighborhoods, we need police reform. Plus, we'll give you an intimate look into the unheard stories that only officers themselves can share. From saving lives. Officer Michael, in heroic fashion, return fire, uh, even even in the midst of, of being shot himself. To soul-crushing losses. This is a raw scene, and this is a raw emotional outpouring of hurt by your police department and by your first responders. And every incredible moment in between. Thank God that the school resource officer there could handle and de-escalate the situation so nobody was hurt. We're giving you an unfiltered look at some of the bravest men and women on earth. So join us for a show unlike any other and hear from your police officers like you've never heard them before. Your town, your topics, your team. This is Unholstered. This is an exclusive presentation of WoWo 1190 AM and 107.5 FM, Unholstered. Hello, welcome on in here to Unholstered. My name is Kayla Blakesley. I'm one of your hosts, and I hope you had a very Merry Christmas. Hopefully, you're getting ready to celebrate the new year, and hopefully, you're getting ready to celebrate responsibly. I am joined here in studio by my co-host, Sophia. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sophia Rosales-Catina, captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department. Welcome to Unholstered, and I hope you all had a very Merry Christmas. And uh, to reiterate what Kayla said, we hope you have a safe and designated driver New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> if you've never caught Unholstered before, this is the show all about sharing and telling and talking about the stories that just don't often get told when it comes to law enforcement. Obviously, Sophia represents the law enforcement side of things. I'm on the media side of things as I host a radio program during the week here um, in Northeast Indiana. Sophia, you have a good Christmas. Everything go all right? Um, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I moved over the holiday, so go me. That, that's done. We're uh, on the finally. next yes finally uh that's all said and done now we can start off the new year with our with our new house um but speaking of the new year i know it's upon us so i figured we could do um what we did in previous years sophia just just take take a look back before we move forward um and last year we brought on the chief of police steve reed and i know that you've invited the chief back i have and i think it's always important as you say to kind of reflect mm -hmm. on where we've been and go to and then start looking at where we're going um, so I'm grateful for Chief Reed to come in again to studio and um, help us do that. <laughs> oh, thank you, Chief Steve Reed. Thank you, Kayla, for having me. Sophia, thank you for 
getting me here. I know we had to change the, the, the days a couple of days. You're kind um, of a busy guy being the chief of, of police. Well, let's not put this all on him, Kayla. You're moving schedule really through a wrench into everything. <laughs> First and foremost, I want to I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. I want to thank my officers, detectives, and commanders for the excellent job they do every day. We appreciate you making the time. I, I really just want to you know, we've done this before. Really talk about some of the challenges that you saw in 2022. Talk about some of the victories of 2022. But I think I want to start with this. I'm just just out of sheer curiosity. Was there an overlying theme for 2022? Because it felt like when we look back at 2021, COVID was really the big theme still coming off of COVID. Was there a big theme for 2022? Well, it's a theme every year as we want to see a reduction in violent crime. Yeah. Um, if the trend... Uh, continues, we will see our third straight year in our, uh, having a reduction in overall violent crime, especially in areas of homicide. So d we did see then a reduction? Uh, one of the trends that we're seeing or that we saw in 2022 was a significant reduction in homicides, a 35% decrease in homicides. We had an 83% clearance rate in those homicides. Wow. For a major city that it's unheard of yeah. so our folks are doing a fantastic job can you explain what a clearance rate is for people who don't know what that is or what that means the the, the homicides are solved uh, by several different means an arrest was made the perpetrator may have uh, died uh, the case is sent over to the prosecutor for a warrant uh, several of those um, my officers responded to uh, over 130,000 calls for service that's tremendous uh, they're working very hard uh, we saw, again, just a slight reduction in overall violent crime. Um, we're hoping to see that trend continue to be the third straight year. Uh, we had several other um, additions to our department this year to keep us uh, moving forward. We don't ever want to stop and kind of just set and think, okay, everything's okay. Because once you start doing that, Mm -hmm. you'll start to regress. Mm -hmm. You constantly have to move forward. Chief's right. And we move forward in different ways. So we've had a lot of new programs. We talked about them on the show. Mm -hmm. You know, we had our addition of our therapy dog for peer support and our officers as well as community. Um, but I want to go back to kind of the calls for service because, you know, as the chief said, we had over 130,000, which is yeah, about that average That seems like us. a lot. Is that normal compared it, to... It is it normal. Is. It might okay. be a, a slight tick down um, overall. I think sometimes we're at 140 ish um or just so. depends how many special details we have right running, that um, sort of thing. so but as we go and i just want to shout out to actually patrol officers on the street um because i don't think they get enough credit mm -hmm. um especially when we're talking about you know homicides and all that things and our detectives work really hard and they do a really excellent job but, but the men and women on the street are the day in day out pushing through, always working, Christmas, holidays, birthdays, anniversaries. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's important that we recognize them um, in all of this. And the chief does a really good job with that, um, as well as making sure that they get their their high fives and claps when they, yeah. when they need it. Um, but <clears throat> it's a lot of work, and we're doing that with even fewer numbers because mm -hmm. people are retiring. We're, you know, we're getting people into our hiring process, but it's never enough. We're always a little bit behind, like everyone else in the nation. Um, I think employment overall is struggling everywhere, yeah. and we're, we seem to be holding our own for the most part. Um, I'd like to see it, you know, uptick a little bit more. So please join fwpd.org. <laughs> well, I, you know, um, I was gonna, I was gonna ask that because you know we're talking about major themes, and yeah. it, it does kind of seem like the big theme everywhere is staffing shortages. And yeah. then I feel like when you unfortunately kind of add politics in the mix, there's such a strong rhetoric right now about defunding the police and just making your jobs even harder than they already are. So I was wondering if you were feeling that pain a little bit in terms of staffing. 
We were um, and still are a little bit. Um, what was brought to me uh, by a couple different people, uh, Sophia being one of them, was the thought of a recruiting team. Hmm. Uh, hmm. We found that candidates today want that immediate interaction with the employer, not just fill out an application and wait. So once they fill out an application, uh, whether they go to our website or scan a QR code, they're immediately assigned a recruiter. And that recruiter will make contact with them and stay in contact with them throughout the process. So in 2022, um, we not only have our recruiting team, but we also assigned our first full-time recruiter. Um, he will help all the other uh, officers on the recruitment team, as well as uh, staying in constant contact with our academy, academy staff, uh, setting up timelines for testing uh, so we can get folks in. Uh, we've changed things a little bit in the area of hiring lateral officers. Those are officers who are certified at other agencies and they want to come here and work. Do you have a lot of those lateral transfers? Can I call them transfers? Do yeah. you have a lot of those? We, we, we have several, and we're getting them from all over the country. We're getting them from California, from New York, um, Illinois, many different places, and also here locally, if you would, in, mm -hmm. in uh, northeast Indiana. Uh, but we've seen a great amount of success since we've started the recruitment team and then uh, signing our full-time recruiter. What a great first impression, though, too, right? Especially, I mean, when you are looking for a new job, or especially if you're doing a lateral transfer or what have you, just that first impression, yep, we're here, you're directly put in contact with someone, with a human. I mean, that's just, I feel like everyone should have a recruitment yeah. team. Yeah, it's a personal touch, and I think it really helps because, you know, this generation is really their, like, um, information, yeah. you know, hungry that's so, so true. yeah that's it, true. you know they're used to getting on their phone and getting in stuff right away so if you're not going to um, kind of give them that they'll find somewhere else mm -hmm. that does right. so we noticed that trend going so then we started this team and we got all this stuff together and it's working really well for us right now it's very streamlined um, officer Weaver's been on here mm -hmm. before we talked about the recruitment team and he's just taken that to another level I mean I knew he was going to be good because he's just that organized you know military kind of guy you know organized logistically and stuff but man he took it to a new level even i wasn't expecting so he's done, done a remarkable job in the place that he is definitely a great uh win for 2022 yes. a great new program there are there some other ones out there chief there are we added our first two uh social workers to our heart team which is our hope and recovery team um, these social workers will go with detectives to overdose cases and try to direct those folks into treatment. Uh, they've had a great, a great deal of success in doing that, and we look to continue down that path. Someone who um, has an addiction, um, we want to move them towards treatment, mm -hmm. not, not continue to just arrest them. Not just put a Band-Aid on the problem. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, if they do violate the law, that there are consequences to that. But our goal with people who have an addiction is to get them into treatment. And this uh, heart team, our hope and recovery team, uh, will grow. Uh, we will add some uh, additional staff to that next year. When you say additional staff, do you mean more social workers next year? Yes. So you added two this year. How was that received? Because I also know there was, I mean, Sophia and I talked a lot about it here uh, over the last year. There was some, again, uh, some rhetoric, if you will, that social workers shouldn't be a part uh, of the police force, and not just, not just in Fort Wayne, but I mean across the country. Did you face anything like that or deal with anything like that? We did. There was questions about what they would be going to. Uh, no, they should not be going to uh, serious calls right. for service uh, or there's a propensity to violence. These are uh, a lot of the time after the fact. We've had a, an overdose call. Uh, they're referred to the heart team. Heart team goes out and makes contact. There are occasions where there has been an overdose that just occurred and they were able to make the scene with the detectives and try to direct those folks 
into into a treatment program. We had on also a couple of them here yes. on the show. I mean, I'm, yes. I think it's genius. Yeah. I think our model is really good. Um, like this chief said, they do not go out into like dangerous Correct. calls. So these are overdose cases, nonviolent cases where someone may have overdosed the day before. They'll make contact with them after they come back home or sometimes in the hospital. And they'll talk to them about treatment options. They'll try to give them treatment. And they have been doing remarkable work. And again, this is a staff of like four people. And hundreds of cases. I was just talking to me the other day. We had our Southeast Area Partnership uh, Christmas get together, and they came, and we, so we were talking at the table. We're talking. They have like four or five hundred cases, and there's only four of what? them. What? They have that many? They have that many, and that's that. Just gives you a little glimpse into the problem that we have here with overdose fentanyl, mostly. Um, but it's just the drug problem that we have. And we've talked about that on the mm-hmm. show previously as well. You can catch that in any episode. You can go back and download anything we've done here on Unholstered. But, you know, these these are just problems we have in our community and we have to face them. And should they all be police problems? I don't know. Uh, no. Uh, no, I'll <laughs> But this say is it. where they land. Yeah. So we've got to get creative. And with the small staff that we have, we've got to get creative in how we handle things. And, th- and this has worked really, really well for us. And they've gotten lots of people into treatment. Has it always worked? Probably not. But that's just a cycle sometimes. And it's a lot of steps to recovery. So it doesn't always maybe take the first time. But the second or third time or fourth time, you know, it does. I'll tell you what. On this theme of themes, a, a theme that I've noticed over the last year with Sophia bringing in so many guests from the Fort Wayne Police Department and other organizations that you guys work with is just the amount of hats your team, that your, your employees, uh, it blows my mind. You're just talking about, you know, these social worker teams, these people on the heart team. I know that they're also, a lot of them are police officers and they do all these things just purely out of, hey, I want to help the community. I want to do greater good. That's going to be a huge theme for me that I don't think I realized all the hats that your players wear. Yes, they have several hats from strictly law enforcement, of course, enforcing the law, to um, sometimes having to deal with folks with uh, mental illness. Mm -hmm. So you got that uh, as a CIT program, uh, having direct folks into um, recovery because they're an addict, Um, being that, just being that, kind ear for someone mm-hmm. to talk to and uh, the se- several several hats and our officers do a great job and with your that. SWAT team folks okay. drone team right aren't people drone team also bomb doing those? team crime scene um, we've got people that um, are on peer support we've got just I mean everybody's just doing so much and you know I think what people forget is you know we have families and two mm-hmm. and we have to go home and take off those hats and sometimes that works sometimes it doesn't and then that's where our peer support team comes in and that's where just emotional health for me this past year has been all about emotional health mm-hmm. as I've grown emotionally um, healthier uh, mentally healthier um, I've now put my focus into helping others as well you know through mm-hmm. my yoga and and just being a person that they can come to and trust in to guide them into resources and things like that but you know emotional health is so important and I think finally that we're recognizing that as a law enforcement yeah, community amen to that. yeah um, because we've That's had a win. I'm gonna yeah, mark that in the uh, win absolutely. column for 2022. You know, suicide is the is the biggest number one killer of police nationwide. Mm-hmm. And we've gotta really take a focus on that and how this job impacts our people, how many all the hats that they wear impacts our people, how much how much they're working impacts because um, not only do they come out and they do their jobs here, but then they go out and they you see them as security yeah. at the Fort Wayne Ballet, at the embassy, at theaters, Three at Rivers banks, Festival Three downtown. Festival. These are all extra time away from family and never away from the job. So we really got to take a, a special look at that and make sure that our, our officers are, are staying emotionally healthy and fit. We're always worried about our officers' physical health. Mm-hmm. You have to physically be able to do their job. But we've also uh, 
began to seriously consider their mental health as well. Uh, whether it's adding a therapy dog, whether it's our peer support team, whether it's having a psychologist on contract to, to talk with officers who uh, have to deal with and see horrible things. Uh, and la this past year, we added our first um, marriage and family counselor and license, huh. licensed clinical social worker who also happens to be an Indiana law enforcement certified instructor. You did not tell me so, that, Sophia. That's I, a new I one. I know. I know. That's so that's cool. for the officers. That's for their well-being, their mental health, that we have these resources available, immediately available. So so an officer like Sophia can come in and say, hey, I need to talk. I don't know this person's name, yes. but I yes. can talk to so-and-so, and it's just that quick and easy and immediate? Yeah, and we'll have him on wow. next year here as we get into the new year with our new yeah, stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, and talk and pick his brain a lot. He's very fascinating. He's got a lot of knowledge. Um, and, you know, like I said, he used to be a police officer as well. So um, he comes from this line of work and he knows what we do, what we see, what we deal with. Chief Reed, what makes you implement some of these things? I know you said like Sophia brought, you know, hey, a recruitment team might be a really good idea. I mean, are you getting, is this just purely feedback from your, your colleagues and other officers? I mean, where are you kind of generating all of these great programs? So my opinion to be an effective leader you have to surround yourself with people who are experts in different areas that's right okay i know a lot <clears throat> excuse me about all the areas but i'm not an expert in these areas i rely on those folks sophia being one of them so it's like okay we have it we have an issue we have a problem what's the solution let's mm -hmm. put our heads together and come up with it they brought me the recruiting team excellent idea i have to support it we got to fund it we got to make it happen so that's where i come in mm -hmm. um and it's everything from the the creation and it's been a while it wasn't just in 2022 of how we responded to homicides yeah. we weren't seeing that success rate that we wanted to see so the the team concept was brought to me i reviewed it i supported it we implemented it and now we've got an 83 percent clearance okay, be honest chief reed when you see sophia coming you're kind of like oh geez what does she want now <laughs> she's always welcome <laughs> She's always welcome. You hear that, That's Sophia? because he always calls me. It's like, hey, can you do this? I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say no to the chief. No, no, definitely <laughs> not. Are there some other wins that we need to, to talk about here, Chief Reed? Because I do also, unfortunately, want to talk about some of the, the challenges that we saw in 2022. But I want to make sure we give all of the wins our due diligence here. Yeah, no, I think we covered most of them. Um, we have several things coming up in the new year that we look forward to talking we'll about. save that because we're going to yep. invite you to come back yes. next weekend so we can kind of take that look ahead. Yes. Uh, but taking a look back again over 2022 i just mentioned it did you feel like there were some some major challenges that you guys had to face well there, there's always challenges whether it's crime challenges whether it's uh community outreach making sure people understand why we do what we do in given situations we've continued to expand our procedural justice program where we yes. bring in community leaders uh, uh, youth from our local high schools uh, and show them why police officers do what they do in a given situation and also let them speak freely with officers in the class mm -hmm. this is why i'm concerned this is why i didn't used to like you this is why this happens but at the end of the day when both sides come together they realize they want the same thing they want to be heard they want to be respected they want to stay safe isn't it amazing what a little communication can do mm -hmm. that is our number one downloaded episode by the way on our podcast page procedural, procedural justice, justice. Mm -hmm. yeah. but it kind of goes back to what you just said chief people want to be heard people want to be valued they want to feel important and that's really what that program comes down to it does it's a great program and i'm so glad we have it and you know uh, dc mckinney does an excellent job in presentation in presenting that and i'm just along for the ride helping out and gaining as much knowledge from him as i can when it comes to challenges i i feel like at least a theme that pops up here for Sophia and I on Unholstered is just 
is social media and and sometimes politics do you find that does play a role in and what it is that you guys do on a day-to-day basis or how does social media play a role it does play a role uh, because so many people are on social media uh, when misinformation is put out yeah uh, it continues to grow a lot of folks don't care that it's not the correct information so we try to counter that by putting out um, the accurate information as much as we can without compromising an investigation. How do you do that? I mean, does someone is someone sitting there at a computer and monitoring that kind of content? Or is it just <laughs> Sophia? I know that she's so, over there on her iPhone <laughs> popping on all the time. So it's, it's hard. And as a former public information officer, you know, it's hard to stay ahead mm-hmm. of something. Um, but I always told the chief, it's better to be in front than behind. So if we need to go out first with the information, then that's what we do. And like he said, it's really hard to walk that line of, of not compromising an investigation because the last thing we want to do is to not give someone a fair shake at their day in court. Now, we, we have our, our thoughts and opinions on how things go, and we're, those are based up by the facts of what we find. Um, but, you know, social media can play such a significant role in, in just – wooing people yes. to one side or the other and then they, they stay stuck they don't want to hear facts they don't want to hear you know the things that we have as, an, as a department in terms of going to court and presenting those things in, in a court of law so it's really hard to walk that line but I think we've done it fairly well and you know I've learned there's mistakes that have been made I made mistakes along the way and I've learned from those and don't we all um, I know what to do what not to do so sometimes it's really hard um, but we just we just want to stay in front of stuff as best we can. And sometimes we're, we're just, by law, we can't do the things that people want us to do. Well, and Chief Reed said it too, so much misinformation gets put out there via social media. And I feel like, to me, looking back on the last year, there was a lot of misinformation that sur- uh, surfaced you know, on, on social media when it came to constitutional carry. And in terms of just kind of picking through some of the challenges of 2022, that went into effect back in July, Indiana becoming a constitutional carry state. Did you find that presented some challenges for you? Because there were still a lot of questions that weren't answered prior to that law being implemented. Yeah, there was many challenges to that. Uh, first and foremost, I support the Second Amendment. Amen. I support, Me too. I support let's, the let's person, an individual's right to carry a firearm lawfully. Um, but we did have some concerns uh, about making sure the person with that firearm um, was a proper person by statute. The, the permitting process was a way to do that. Uh, so myself and the Indiana State Police Superintendent Doug Carter uh, went to Indianapolis. We testified uh, at committee about our concerns. Again, we both support the Second Amendment. We both support that right. We were just concerned that a plan wasn't in place. A plan wasn't in place. Uh, it was being developed, but it wasn't in place mm-hmm. yet. So that was our concerns. Right. And that's why I'm saying social media, people popped up with so many different things. I mean, even Sophia and I, we had on a couple of lawyers we were trying to sort through. Well, because, you know, they, like I said, we've talked about this. They do a good job at implementing these laws, but not explaining the laws, mm-hmm. even to us to our prosecutors we have to sit here and figure them out well it's it, <laughs> and it, you're it right it makes it difficult for the people who actually have to implement them which yes. is your job you guys don't create the laws you just right. enforce the laws yeah. i think that's important to point that out here yes, please so when, yeah <laughs> so when they say here sophia yeah. constitutional carry good yeah. luck you, yeah, you and then you need just, you know, left to interpretation. I right. mean, there's no spelled out. We don't go to a class down at the state house where right. where we're sitting there and this is what we mean by this. Okay, no, we have to figure it out. And sometimes, you know, it's a little more difficult to do that. Is it? Does it so obviously, new laws go in the books every July, the beginning every of July every 1st. July. Yeah, every July first. <laughs> do you feel like that's always gray area? Hey, here you guys go. Good luck enforce, <laughs> enforcing these new laws. Yeah, there's always gray area. Talk there about education. A, we try to keep our officers up to date on the, the ever changing laws, and that's done through many. Uh, areas through our training academy uh, some of our officers themselves some of our detectives 
uh, take it upon themselves to become an expert in that area. And uh, some folks in our gang of violent crimes units really sent out some good information to us about what they're hearing from the prosecutor's office, from other areas about constitutional carry. You know, there were so many questions about, okay, how, how can we tell if somebody's legally carrying a firearm? Are they a felon? How are we supposed to know this unless we just happen to know that? They happen to know that that person was convicted. Um, you know, do they have a reason uh, outside of simply uh, checking to see if they're a proper person for a firearm to detain an individual? Um, you can't just walk up to them and and detain them unless you right. have a cause to do that. So there were several areas that uh, um, a lot of folks had good input on. Yeah, and everybody wants to do a good job and everybody wants to do it right. So it just takes a little extra effort, a little extra time to learn. Um, we do our best and Officer Deshays and Officer Foote joined yep. us yes. for yep. constitutional carry for, on this show. Again, you can download that episode. Yeah, everything we're talking <laughs> about, we, we, yeah, Sophia and we I talked have talked about. about yeah, yeah. Um, you can download the Unholstered podcast anywhere. You can download a podcast. Uh, Chief Reed, we're, the, the show always goes by so fast. That's a constant theme for Sophia and I. But what I want to do is just make sure I give you a couple of minutes coming up on the end of the show that if, you know, if you've got a message out there for your for your officers as, you know, as 2022, I mean, here we are, it's New Year's Eve, as 2022 is kind of coming to a close, if you have any final thoughts for your team? I do. Uh, first and foremost, I want to say thank you to all the officers, detectives, and commanders out there who are working hard every day to keep this city safe. As you can see, why most major cities are having severe crime uh, crisis, our city is not, and it's because of these officers, and it's also because of the support of this community, and I would like to thank the community for their support. I, I said it during my budget discussions just at City Council. Every year they give us the funding, the equipment that we need to continue to move forward and keep this city safe. So I just want to simply say thank you. With how, you know, 2022 started and where it's ending now, how would you grade yourself, Chief Reed? Are you overall happy with the last year? Still room for improvement? Where, where are you, where's your kind of your overall gauge? Well, for my officers, uh, I give them an A, A plus. Uh, they're doing outstanding work. Uh, I'm not going to rate myself because it's uh... <laughs> Don't ask me to rate him either. I, was, yeah. I just looked at Sophia. No, no. No. How long have you been uh, chief of police? Six years. Six years and still going strong. Still moving forward. Well, here's what we want to do, uh, Chief Reed. We want to invite you back next weekend because, yes, we kind of just took uh, a look back. But we also want to take a look forward now as we go into 2023. Maybe talk about some new programs you do want to implement. Maybe some challenges that you foresee coming up for 2023. So if that sounds good. Uh, Sophia, I say it every time. We, we run out of time. We do so quickly here on the show right but i just want to get this in real quick um on the heel of this end of this 2022 um i just just, just want to remind everyone that this is a dangerous job it's an inherently dangerous job there was over there about 220 deaths of officers this year Jeez. 302 were shot in the line of duty um and 114 of those were shot in 79 ambush attacks so the the the, the job is dangerous i want people to remember that for for us for our families and always keep us in your thoughts and prayers Amen to that. Uh, on that note, hope you both had a wonderful Christmas. Happy New Year to both Thank of you. you we'll you see you well. back here next year Yay. on Unholstered. If you've missed any previous episodes of Unholstered, as I mentioned, you can download the Unholstered podcast anywhere you can download a podcast. Your town, your team, your topics. This is Unholstered. Thanks for listening to Unholstered. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen. And remember, you can listen every Saturday morning at 1030 on WoWo 1190 and 107.5 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.